Football is a way of life. This is football, chump. All you gotta do when a man gets the ball is tackle him. Get it? The man with the ball. Bring him down. Football is about controlling that anger, harnessing that aggression into a team effort to achieve perfection. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You block about as good as a jelly donut. You know that? People can learn a great deal from a skillfully played football game. What civilized person would play a game with the skin of an innocent pig? Let's talk about playing football. Here's Danger Dean with the BNW in the PNW. It's the Broncos Northwest podcast. Hello, my name is Danger Dean and welcome to the show. Another week and we are just inching closer and closer and closer to the 2021 season. And if there's anything that uh, gets you more excited, I'd love to hear about it because that to me is is one of the most exciting things um, to hear, to say is just as exciting. Um, If you'd like to be a part of the show, we have a few ways you can do so. We've got social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Those are the three platforms available, all at the BNW podcast, making it real simple for you. Um, You can also go to the search box and search BNW podcast. We should be the first thing that pops up. If you'd like to shoot me an email, you can do so at broncosnorthwestpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you want to send me something a little more secret, a question that you want to keep private. Not creepy private, just something you don't want me to, you know, read on the show. Um, That's totally fine, too. Broncosnorthwestpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, the phone number you can call or text in anytime, 24-7. If you're up at 2.30 in the morning, you're getting a midnight snack, and a a question or an opinion pops up in your mind, you're like, man, I I bet Danger Dean would like to hear this. Go ahead. Give me a call. Shoot me a text message. Leave a message and leave your name. That way I can give you some credit. Uh, That number is 731-4-DANGER. 731, the number four, danger. Write it down um, on your mirror or on your fridge and magnet it or whatever you got to do to remember it. Just use it. Give me a call. I also would like to shout out some podcasts. Of course, I want to thank everybody for listening to this one, but there's some really good ones out there. And why not branch out and and see what else the podcast world has to offer. One that I actually have not had the chance to sit down and really listen to yet, as I've been busy with my own, but Locked on Broncos. Um, That one comes recommended to me from David Harrison, who does the Locked on Bucks podcast. This guy I know is super knowledgeable. Cody Rourke is the host's name. Give him some love. Check out the show. I'm sure you're going to love it um, if you're looking for some more Broncos info. That's a great place to start. Also want to shout out everybody in the Broncos fan page on uh, Facebook, the Broncos fan page of Seattle. A lot of really awesome interaction. There's a few thousand people in there. I've got a bunch of people that interact with any of the questions or opinions that I pose, and I just want to say thanks to everybody that interacts. Big shout out. Lots of us here in the Seattle area that are cheering for the Denver Broncos. And I, I know there's some areas around the Seattle area where everybody meets up for the games during the the actual season. So when that happens, I'll be looking to head over to that side of the water as I'm in Port Orchard and and have some uh, beer and some wings. I'll have a, a DD, of course. I'm responsible. 
I always enjoy hearing how people became a Denver Broncos fan, mainly because it typically starts out with them being a fan since they were a kid. Maybe they had a parent that was a Denver Broncos fan and and they basically grew up in a Broncos household, or maybe it was a player that they were into when they were younger. Their parents weren't necessarily Broncos fans, but they were into that player, and that's how they became a fan of the team. I always enjoy those stories. Mine mine was much different. I grew up not a football fan, not a Broncos fan. I, I really had no interest. I, I was a professional wrestling fan. That's really the only thing that I watched and, and gave my my time to. It wasn't until I graduated broadcasting school, um, and, and I'm from Colorado, of course. I went to school in uh, Denver, Colorado, broadcasting school in Denver, Colorado. I grew up in Castle Rock, Colorado. Now, if you're not familiar with where Castle Rock is, it's in between Denver, Colorado, and Colorado Springs. So you got the north side, the south side, Castle Rock is right there, smack dab in the middle. That's where I grew up. I ended up going to broadcasting school in Denver. And then as soon as that ended, I moved to Colorado Springs to pursue my broadcasting career where I lived for uh, about 15 years or so. But when I moved to Colorado Springs, that was the first time I really became a Broncos fan. I ended up moving in with a guy who grew up a Broncos fan. He rooted for the team. He was super, super, super diehard. And that was infectious. And at that point, I, I kind of grew as a Broncos fan from there. I would watch the games with him every week. Some of the aspects of it that I didn't understand, because again, I didn't grow up playing it. I didn't grow up watching it. He would fill in those gaps and really explain things to me. So that's when I became a Broncos fan. Now, I was involved when I was younger. I'm an older dog, all right? I'm 39 years old. But when the Broncos won their first Super Bowl, I remember sitting at home watching the news and there were riots after the win and people were going crazy destroying Denver which was always a, an odd concept to me if you love the team so much and the city so much why are you burning it that was that was always my question the second year when they won their back-to-back -back title we decided that we were going to drive to Denver and be a part of the festivities we didn't vandalize anything or, or do anything like that we just wanted front row seats for the insanity instead of watching it on the news we wanted to watch it from Capitol Hill that also meant that we had to inhale copious amounts of tear gas which which we did it's not pleasant because of that I've avoided any situation that would involve being tear gassed it's not fun and it was enough to deter me. We also saw some really crazy stuff, some of the destruction and, and all of that firsthand, which was wild. Dumpsters on fire rolling down Capitol Hill into traffic, rioters breaking windows and police in riot gear attacking the rioters. It was, it was quite the scene. I was involved. I just wasn't really a Broncos fan more so than than the chaos. So I, I was a little bit older. Jake Plummer was the quarterback when I became uh, a super, super fan, which he's still my guy. You know, you always have that one quarterback. Everyone's typically John Elway. I love Elway. Don't get me wrong. But Jake the Snake, that's my dude. And I got to shout out Derek Hagelthorne. That's the guy that, uh, that got me into it. And I wouldn't be where I am right now as a Broncos fan if it weren't for that guy. He created an obsessive, compulsive fan that can't think of anything else. Way to go, Deke. All right, let's get to the team. Got some important stuff to talk about. 
Don't just be a spectator. Join the BNW podcast. 731-4-DANGER. Let's start this out with something happy. Uh, I mean, not that there's anything bad, but let's start it off on a, on a happy note. An anniversary. Von Miller drafted 10 years ago this week. Crazy to think that it was 10 years ago. Uh, he had his stuff recently with his girlfriend. Nothing came out of it legally. Was it cause for concern? Yeah, it, it definitely was. When a player of that caliber gets involved in off-field incidents, it affects the entire team. In, in turn, it affects the fan base. Because we as fans put a lot of patience and effort into, and money, let's not forget money, into watching the team and hoping that that they succeed. However, that being said, what Vaughn has done for this team is immeasurable. Since the the first year that he stepped foot on the field, he was a force to be reckoned with. He's made an impact since day one. And it's to be argued that uh, the Broncos may not have that Super Bowl 50 win if it weren't for the dominating play of Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller, the Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl 50, like he single-handedly ended the trajectory that Cam Newton was on, right? Like he was looking to be this legendary player, and really ever since that loss, he hasn't been the same or or even come close to that. That's Vaughn, baby. And truly, as fans, we hope that he does finish his career in Denver, hopefully with another championship to add to his resume before he retires. That would be That'd be nice. All right, speaking of draft, the draft goes down at the end of the month. We're already talking about the draft. The year absolutely flying by. I can't believe that we're even discussing the possibilities of who's going to be drafted and where the Broncos are going to draft and and all of that. I think that uh, we have a lot to be excited about and we should be excited about. Although with draft season comes mock drafts. And I talked about it a little bit last week. I'm not the biggest fan of mock drafts. I try to avoid them as, as much as I possibly can. However, the closer you get, you start noticing some interesting ones pop up. Some more than others. Akib Talib, obviously, one of the godfathers of the no-fly zone. He gave his thoughts on the whole Broncos draft situation, who he thinks they should draft. And his opinion is quite a popular one with, with the fan base and with a lot of uh, analysts alike. Um, he wants to see the team round out that defense and grab the linebacker from Penn State, Micah Parsons. Like, everybody blown away by his pro day. He fills a need. He's an amazing player. Um, and not to mention that day one, much like Von Miller, like I just mentioned, he's going to make an immediate impact. And that need, that's definitely a need that the Broncos are looking to fill, have been looking for a number of years. That whole not being able to defend the tight end thing, Micah Parsons, he might be the answer to that question. Like Micah Parsons. Pro Football Focus, they also released a couple mock drafts from their contributors. All of them, no surprise, have Trevor Lawrence going first. Then they all have Zach Wilson at number two. Again, a no-brainer. The number three spot, that's where things start to change. You see a lot of Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Primarily, those are the two that you have to choose from in that number three. And then everything kind of starts shooting off in all kinds of different directions at that point. You see that the quarterback is going to be a hot commodity right out the gate. Top three picks this year are going to be a quarterback. Uh, when it concerns the Broncos, one mock saw him trading up to the number six spot for quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Okay, another one thinks the Broncos trade up to the number four spot 
lot of trading up going on in these mocks. They move up to snag quarterback Trey Lance, also uh, going to go quarterback Trey Lance there. However, not everyone thinks the Broncos are going to move up and not necessarily thinks they're going quarterback. One mock has him staying put at number nine and grabbing Micah Parsons, linebacker, making Aqib Tlaib a very, very happy man, if that were to, to actually happen. But, but how does the team feel like they want to go? What direction are they thinking? And that's the question that we're going to be asking until draft day. Going to be really exciting. I don't see any mocks that have Panay Sewell going to the Broncos, which I could also see as a possibility depending on where they actually end up drafting from. Um, and I should also preface this by saying the draft stuff is really unfamiliar to me outside of like the first round, halfway through the first round. Um, other than that, I'm pretty much clueless. That's why I rely on people that do know what they're talking about. And speaking of pro football focus, they actually released the trade proposal that Denver presented to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. They offered their ninth pick for Stafford and a second round pick. Obviously, the Lions had other plans. Stafford's now a Ram. But do you notice anything missing? Remember, there were reports that the Broncos also offered Locke in the trade. But according to this, they did not. And I know a lot of the conversation this offseason has surrounded the quarterback position, but you really have to watch what the team is doing. They have all the money, right? They've got all this cap space, but they haven't done what everyone wants them to do and get a quarterback. Granted, Watson, he got himself in his own situation. Maybe that deterred a lot of what they were going to do. I think Watson may have actually been a big part of their plans if it weren't for all these sexual assault allegations, 22, by the way, but they didn't do the reactionary thing and just grab the next best thing. They're being patient. They're going to grab a quarterback, and, I, and I'm, more time goes on, I think they really are going to look to the draft, as much as I hate to say it. But yeah, I think the draft is where they're they're going to look for another quarterback. Now, George Payton, he was asked about the draft this week, and he told the media that basically he wants to go with best player available at the number nine spot, which it might be the truth. It might be. Maybe a front, which is likely to happen this time of year. Draft season got a lot of moving parts and a lot of what I like to call the shell game going on. You don't really know what the team is thinking. Mike Kliss, the team's mouthpiece, he reported that the quarterback position is, quote, at the front part of his mind right now in reference to George Payton. So we know that this isn't something that's just being pushed to the side and they're going to wait to the last minute to figure it out. This is something that is continually being discussed. So put it all together. They picked up no veteran quarterback in free agency, no real backup or, or competition to this point. At the number nine spot, they're not getting a top three quarterback from the draft. That tells me Locke is their guy. And again, I don't have sources. I don't have any of that. This is instinct. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to address the quarterback position in the draft, which I do think they're going to do, like I said. But the plan in 2021 is Locke. And they're doing what they can to make sure that he has what he needs to succeed. Benjamin Albright, Big fan of this guy. He responded to a question on Twitter asking about how much control George Payton really has on the team and how involved Elway is going to be going forward. Albright says that Payton is in full control. Now, I read that. To me, 
huge sigh of relief. Really, I've gotten, and I, I know a lot of Broncos fans aren't going to like hearing this, but I have no faith in Elway's scouting abilities or his draft decisions for the most part. Like, I love what he did as a Broncos quarterback. Not so much in the front office. It's been, how do you say, problematic. Elway, you've been problematic in the front office. Uh, another piece of news that started floating around this week, and I found this kind of rejuvenating. Offensive lineman Dalton Reisner revealed that Drew Locke has been working closely with Peyton Manning this offseason. The sheriff, PFM. Locke is serious. He's serious about that. He, he knows the spotlight is on him. He knows that he's under the microscope. Everyone's looking at him, ready to criticize every little thing that he does. He knows that he's on the hot seat. This could be it. This could be the last chance he has at being a quarterback in the NFL. The fact that he's aware of that and he's taking it serious, that should be a good sign for Broncos fans. Also, Manning hasn't done this with any of the other young Broncos quarterbacks since he, he retired. Like, he didn't come in and do this with Paxton Lynch. No, he, he sat at home. He made commercials. He did his TV show, which he's still doing now, but he's opted to help out Drew Locke. And I think that that's something to be excited about. I go back to Benjamin Albright. He reported on the situation, and he said that this was known throughout the organization. However, Locke wanted to keep it a secret just so he wasn't going to cause any extra unneeded attention to himself. Another sign that he's not doing this for show. That's something selfless. He's actually serious about improving and being the guy going forward. We talk about silver lining a lot. I think there's a little bit of it right there. Because if that is the plan going forward, Drew, if you fail, we're going to run you out of Denver next season, man. Ask Brock Osweiler. If you happen to see Tim Tebow, can you ask him to unblock Danger Dean on Twitter? Tell him he didn't mean it, and he'll never say it again. It's the Broncos Northwest Podcast. What's the team going to do with the number nine pick? I said earlier they're probably going to draft another quarterback, but I don't think it's going to be something that happened in the first round. I think what the team's going to do at the number nine pick, they're either going with linebacker Micah Parsons or they're going to go offense and grab tackle Penae Suell to pair with Garrett Bowles. I don't really buy into the whole best player available narrative George Payton was dishing out. I think it really hinges on whether or not those two players are available, which they might be the best player. But quarterback, trading up, all that, that ain't it. Tuck said punter or long snapper for sure. Well, obviously, what other move is there? Thanks for the joke at the Instagram page at the BNW podcast. Facebook blew up over this one. I love it. And a lot of different responses. Trade up and get Justin Fields is what Joseph said. Um, trade up to where? If he goes at that number three spot, trading up isn't going to do anything. And there's no way the Niners are going to trade out of that spot. They already traded up to get there. Linebacker Micah Parsons is what Todd said. Uh, he's going with Aqib Tlaib. Best player on the board says Mark, don't reach. Kyle says Parsons or Sertain, the cornerback, or trade back to mid-teens and still get Parsons or Farley. Gain some of that draft capital. I like that. David said best athlete available, preferably linebacker or offensive lineman. Stay away from quarterbacks right now. He's the admin for the Broncos of Seattle Facebook page. Shout out. Thanks for responding, man. I like Matthew switching it up a little bit. He said, let's go Elijah Vera Tucker and add some competition to the O-line. 
Locke could definitely use the help to stay upright. Their offense has shown a lot of improvement, especially over the last season, but I'm not mad at adding a little more girth and depth to the line itself. Sam says best offensive lineman in the draft. That would be Panay Suell. That would be great if he fell to the Broncos. James says draft the next Elway. Amen. Why haven't they done that sooner? Chris says Kyle Pitts, please. Nate says Micah Parsons or Panay Suell. He's on the same page that I am. If either of them is there, then second round add cornerback depth. So we're all kind of on the same page there. There's a few that want to see the trade up for the quarterback. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I would really be bummed out if that's what they did, unless they were able to get someone like Justin Fields. But the chance of that happening, especially with the top three teams that are set to pick, and that's really not going to change. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jag. They're not going anywhere. The Jets, they just traded away Sam Darnold. They are definitely going quarterback. And the reason that the Niners even traded up to that spot was for a quarterback. So at that point, you're just kind of playing Russian roulette with quarterbacks. So it would be a waste of a pick. Day one starter. It's got to be a day one starter. Thank you again for all your responses. I appreciate every single one of them taking the time to interact with my questions. I'll go ahead and lay out another one. Assignment Broncos country. How beneficial do you think Peyton Manning's tutelage is actually going to be for Drew Locke? Do you think he's actually going to show improvement or is this desperation? Sound off the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, making it simple for you all at the BNW podcast. I've got the email Broncos Northwest podcast at gmail.com. And of course, shoot me a text or give me a call at 731-4-DANGER. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Danger Dean. This is the Broncos Northwest Podcast. Until next time, bye.